0: Welcome to Shiro Be Your Own Hero Podcast, where we will discover that we can be our own heroes in our lives and that we don't have to always look outside for a mentor and for a hero somebody else. I mean someone else about someone that. Sometimes it might be better to realize that you don't want hero in your life because Sometimes it's hard to find somebody else who can fulfill that hope. And it's also really uplifting when you realize, oh, I can be a hero for myself by loving this um, unfortunate traumatic event that I'm for the other of sexual abuse or um, losing a loved one or losing a friend or... Um, having a relationship in, or losing your job that you feel able to rise above that incident and be able to strengthen you and to destroy you with your companion. And, you know, speaking from personal experience, I've definitely had some of these experiences in my life. And I have chosen to let them strengthen me. And yes, there have been times where they've broken me down made it harder for me to live because I've been depressed or I've been, you um, know, more anxious or nervous because I've been. But ultimately I didn't let myself myself as well and um, that state like, being broken down for a got myself back up. So even I to therapy and I surrounded myself with very supportive feelings and um, and those that were able to help me. I've guided you through that journey. And so today's episode will be about the general uh, view of personal things that I've gone through that I consider I've been a hero in my life. And then the next episode will be going into more detail of those, of some of those events and written down into how they have um affected educational life here and how uh, they have you know, impacted me more today than how uh, they impacted me when they when I first disclosed about them and when they first feeling from them, you know healing was an ongoing process of doesn't come unfortunately. <laughs> And I think that's actually definitely because in order to go and let go of something completely, you're going to be working on your entire life. Oh, and also I will want to interview others who have gone through similar experiences, like I mentioned at the beginning of this um, introduction. So please email me if you want to be interviewed, and you can go into your experience as much as you are comfortable with, and you can share what you're comfortable with. Because I know some things can be to really personal, and it can be hard to look into the Um, So I will leave my email in the podcast description for you so you can to see.
1: Hello, so today's podcast will be about And I'll be feeling empty or lonely. Do you ever feel lonely or empty inside because you must keep trying so hard to appear normal in society due to learning challenges in your life? I have recently felt this way because all of my friends are already in relationships with significant others and are married now. I am happy for my friends that this is true for them, but they have had an easier time with relationships than I have because they are neurotypical. I have had and continue to be careful when I interact with others about how my voice sounds, what I say, my body language, and my facial expressions. Here are some articles about NLD and loneliness and how it affects adults with NLD and their parents. First article is from the NLD Project and is titled Scripted Social Interactions by Nora, who is an inspiring writer with NLB. Quote, one time I was talking in therapy about how whenever I feel lonely, I imagine talking to someone and the conversation going perfectly. I have an idealized version of how the relationships in my mind of of every kind Certainly, let me restart that sentence. I have an idolized version of how the relationships in my life of every kind should turn out and replay imaginary scenes of successful social interactions in my head as a source of comfort, end quote. So I definitely do something similar to what Nora does, where I try to do um, role-playing with my family in terms of how a date might go or... Um, to interact around somebody so that um i seem more normal and i'm not you know seeming um weird and crazy um which i'm not weird or crazy but at least not in the bad way um but i've definitely tried to um make sure that I am staying on topic with the conversation, not talking about one topic for too long and, um, you know, stuff like that. And it's hard to do that constantly and feel like you're not, um, I don't know, like it takes so much work. Um, And I can see why she would um, try to imagine a conversation going well with somebody when she feels lonely, because that can take away your loneliness uh, feeling, because then you realize, oh, I'm actually am able to talk with people because I've worked better on my um, challenges with vulnerable things and social cues. So the next article is from Psychology Today and is titled, Nobody Told Me, by Sierra Rivers. Excuse me. Can you truly know what to expect when you're expecting, is her question. Quote, I never imagined sitting on the sidelines at a soccer game separate from other parents because, in quotes, my kid didn't follow the rules. I never imagined every person in my life telling me I was a bad parent when Indigo had his tantrums. I never imagined switching daycares every few months because none of them could handle my child's high energy levels and social deficits. I was not prepared for the struggles that accompany raising a child with nonverbal learning disability or NLD. Having a different child to me meant having the artsy kid or extreme sports kid or even an Albert Einstein kid. Different was supposed to mean the kid no one wants to invite to birthday parties, end quote. So for um, Sierra, she wasn't really expecting to have um, a kid with a learning disability. I don't think anybody does. Um, you're, there's really no way you can be prepared for that unless you Um, have been around, uh, children that have learning disabilities are neurodivergent. Um, like if you work with them or if you, um, have had, you know, a child before that had it, that was neurodivergent. Um, and then you have another one that's neurodivergent. That's what I mean by that. Um, but I definitely can empathize with Sierra in terms of, um, My mom didn't prepare for, didn't expect me to be neurodivergent and she didn't know that she would have to constantly be helping me um, through school or through my social life um, and uh, that I wouldn't have that many friends because of being different and because of, um, excuse me, because of having to work so hard to, um, to just appear to be normal. And I don't always like doing that because it's, it makes me feel even more alone sometimes because it's like, I want to just be me. And, um, it's hard to do that. Um, sorry that it's hard for me to kind of do this episode because of my head it's been hurt I've been having migraine for for almost a month now and um been a little um depressed because of um dating online dating not going well and um feeling like even if I try to not text the person so much I mean the guy and Um, you know, do the social norms that are accepted, it still doesn't work out. It's like, damn it, why are guys, why do some guys, I know not all men do this, but they sometimes treat women like garbage. Um, And this does relate to being lonely, because if you aren't treated nicely by other people, then you feel better by yourself, because you're the only one who doesn't doesn't usually treat I don't treat myself like garbage sometimes I'm critical of myself but that's different um I try to have good self-talk and be able to um, know that I am beautiful and that I love myself and that I can treat myself well but, anyways, the next article is titled How I Pushed Through the Lonely Moments as an Athlete with Nonverbal Learning Disability by Eileen Herzog. Quote Through this experience, I turned the loneliness into positive positives and I learned the great thing about running is all about doing your best my mom who was an avid runner and my coach Jim Adams said that to me often although I never believed it until I received this workmanship award for the second time I always believed they were just being nice to help me cope with frustrations today I continue to realize my mom and Jim were right Jim advocacy and friendship goes well beyond a coach and an athlete relationship. And he still remembers my Strongworth ethic. You may have heard that students with NBLD or other social disability have no connections. However, for me I am so gratified the lonely periods led me to a remarkable ending. Overall, as you go through your own challenges and become unsure if you should stay with the hassles of being an athlete with a disability. Always remember there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The difficulties may seem impossible, but with courage and bravery, you can experience something special. Sports not only gave me some of the best supporters, but they also gave me a major passion. I love watching sports, especially basketball. I truly believe the same thing can happen for you. So for me, I definitely relate to that because I also do running and it's a way for me to not feel lonely because I can de-stress about my emotions. And it's one of the few things that I feel like comes naturally to me without um, working so hard at it. Um, and I have, some friends who like to run as well, and um, that's a nice thing to be able to talk to them about. Um, or just even exercise in general. You don't have to talk about one sport in particular. Um, the last article is titled Six Things I Wish People Knew About Parenting a Child with a Nonverbal Learning Disability by Laura Lemmy. Quote One, Nonverbal Learning Disability is a terrible name. When you tell people your child has a nonverbal learning disability, they often latch onto the nonverbal part. They think your child can't or won't speak, but when kids have NLD, their strengths are with spoken words. What they struggle with is understanding nonverbal social cues like facial expression, body language, and voice tone. Missing these social cues can lead to being marginalized and isolated. Kids with MVLD can also have trouble with spatial skills, as well as with abstract and conceptual thinking. Two, recess was the worst part of my daughter's day as a young child. For a lot of young kids, recess is the highlight of the school day. But it wasn't for my daughter having to figure out what to do with whom to, and with whom to play when there was no structure was overwhelming. She sometimes had trouble socially during recess she often couldn't decide what to play unless a teacher organized an activity as a result she was often left out and alone sometimes she would even cry during recess number three there was no in quotes right school for my daughter my daughter was bright and curious she loved to learn but she needed help with social skills and executive functioning skills Unfortunately, we never found the right school for her. She didn't fit in a mainstream school or at a specialized school for learning differences. She fit in nowhere. In the end, we kept my daughter in a mainstream school. She signed academically, but socially she had a very difficult time. Number four, there was a reason for my daughter's poor table manners. Though she tried her best, my daughter had trouble holding a fork and a knife properly because of her NLD. It was hard for her to handle utensils while remembering to chew with her mouth closed and eat neatly. This made socializing during meals even harder. Number five, she was often late because she had no sense of direction. Kids with NLD can have a very poor sense of direction. Even though we live in New York City where the streets are set up as grids with numbers, my daughter constantly got lost. Sometimes it was very scary because she couldn't sense which direction cars were coming from. Over time, I've taught her to learn to look both ways before crossing the street. And now that she's older, she also is able to find her way with the help of navigation apps on her smartphone. But I still worry about her safety. Number six, having a child with NVLD made parenting lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way my daughter's childhood was lonely for both her and me she was socially isolated and so were we although she ended up becoming an excellent student she never really had the close friends she so very much wanted yes nbld can be lonely but it shouldn't have to be seeing my daughter's challenges i realized that everyone needs a community the understood community is a great place to connect with other parents of kids with NVLD. And just like every parent needs a community, every child with NVLD needs a voice too. A few years ago I helped found the NVLD project to help raise awareness about NVLD. Kids with NVLD needed to be heard and we all needed to listen end quote. So I definitely can um relate to, uh, to Laura, who was talking about her daughter there. Um, and she was, she is the founder of the NVLD project. And, um, she, I remember reading about, um, her and how she realized that her daughter had NVLD because she, her daughter, um, was, uh, showing signs of it early on as a baby growing up, um, and how she would talk and walk. And, um, I think reading was part of that as well. Um, and for me, um, those are definitely, I think things, the six things that my mom has also experienced because, um, Even though I didn't go to public school, I think I would have been pretty lonely because of um, how it was for me and Girl Scouts with uh, not having very many friends and having the um, cliques make fun of me and um, realizing like, why do I even wanna have friends if they're gonna make fun of me? Um, And I only have two very close friends to today and for me that's all I really need I mean yes I wish I had more friends but if it wasn't they weren't close like family um, I don't think it would mean that much to me Um, so I hope that you um, were able to get some insights out of this episode and that um, you can remember even neurodivergence and I know neurotypicals feel lonely too, but I think for a neurodivergent, it's a different kind of loneliness because they're trying to, um, work really hard to seem like neurotypical and to seem normal. And, um, that can get very tiring and can make them feel even more lonely because of feeling isolated because of having an LD and, or autism or Asperger's or ADHD, um, because there, unless you have a friend who is neurodivergent and can empathize with you, it's very hard for anybody to know exactly what you live through and go with, unless they do a lot of research and then they can try to imagine what it's like. Um, but you never will know exactly what it's like because you're neurotypical. You're not neurodivergent. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening.
0: I hope you were able to get some insight and some lessons and messages out of this first episode of Shiro being a hero. And I hope that you will be able to um, Use it to help you guide yourself through whatever you might be going through, whether it's challenging for you or maybe you know somebody else who's going through something that's challenging for them. And be able to help them be there or help yourself be there. Um, I look forward to chatting with you next Saturday again about how you can be here and, here and